You're listening to the See the Unseen podcast, where our number one focus is creating a little visibility for people who deserve a whole lot of spotlight. I'm your host, Melissa Georgioff, and I'm here to share some amazing stories that can transform and inspire lives. So get ready to take those blinders off and see the unseen. And welcome to the podcast. Today, I am here with Kate Linder. For over 40 years, she's been a key member of The Young and the Restless. We all know her as Esther Valentine, Catherine Chancellor's housekeeper. She has an exhibit celebrating her 40th anniversary on the show at the Hollywood Museum. In 2008, she received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's been in all kinds of different featured films. And she enjoys being on the air and in the air as she has never quit her pre-Young and the Restless weekend job as a United Airlines flight attendant. She says that it helps keep her grounded. And in 2005, she was the celebrity spokesperson for the ALS Association. And that's how Kate and I met. And I have some really cool pictures to show from back in 2009. And she devotes her time to her work and many different charities like the Lupus Foundation and the March of Dimes. So thank you so much for being here, Kate, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Melissa. I'm glad to be here. So, Kate, if we could just start out by talking about your career path. I know that there are so many, not just women, but a lot of young people that want to know, how do you get started in acting in Hollywood? So if you could just take us back to what it was like getting started in acting. Well, I mean, it's uh, that's all I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to be anything that little girls want to be. Uh, I didn't want to be a nurse, a teacher, a mother, a flight attendant. I I just wanted to be an actress. Um, My parents, though, they were extremely supportive. I mean, they didn't have a clue, you know, how to help me. And back then, you know, it was very, very different. But um, I just kept trying and you have to never, never give up. And, uh, you know, you have to treat it as a business. That's why they call it show business. It's the business of show. And, um, you know, also it's a craft and you have to keep up with that. I still go to class, still go to acting class and my voice lessons and dance lessons. And, uh, you know, you just you just keep going. So I I actually went in on a general interview uh, with the uh, casting director, who was Tom Palmer at the time and um, left him a tape and went home and thought, oh boy, you know, is this ever going to happen? You know, millions of interviews you go on and everything. And then he he called me a few days later and he said, you know, I got this. Well, first of all, his assistant at the time, Jill, she, she had called me and she said, you know, Tom's finished with your tape. I said, already? She goes, yeah, it's weird because he usually doesn't do this. But when you left, he went right in and looked at it. So anyway, I said, well, okay, I'll be down in a few days. But he called me and he said, I have this role. He says, really, really small. And if you blink, you're going to miss it. But he said, I'm looking for something else for you on the show. And um, that doesn't usually happen because once you do any kind of role, you know, that's it for you. 
but I, I said, you know, no, I, I, I would like to do it. And, uh, and here we are, you know, 41 years and counting later. So I always treated my whole career like this. Like, I mean, what if I had said no, you know, right. Most people would have, it was very small, you know? So when you, I know you took some dance lessons when you were very young, right? And is that kind of what led you into acting or you said you kind of always knew you wanted to be an actress? Where well, yeah, I knew, I mean, I, I did, I started dance lessons when I was like three, uh, you know, my parents put me in, in dance, but, and I still do that. Um, and then it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, I did plays in school and, I remember in junior high school, my first play I did, I uh, can't believe I can remember this. It was called Antic Spring, and I played the role of Blossom, you know, and um, I was hooked after that. I mean, that's what I wanted to do. And you took acting lessons? Well, well? acting class. I mean, I still go to class, and uh, yeah, you know, I have a degree in theater, Um uh, I graduated from San Francisco State and I have a degree in that. That was a long time ago. But you, you know, you have to keep up with it. It's uh, you just it's the kind of thing where you, you know, you just keep going. I feel like you like are never stop growing and developing. I mean, it's that's crazy that you've been on the Young and the Restless for 40 years and you still go to acting classes. Yeah. Do you feel like you learn new things every time or? Well, I do. I learn new things every day. I mean, I was working today and, you know, I just left there and, you know, you always, you know, can learn something or what works or, you know, what doesn't work or, you know, try something new. And yeah, it's, you just have to keep, keep on going. So was that your goal? You're like, I'm going to try, I'm going to go try out for Young and the Restless and you like were you did you think you did good on the ad audition or well, did you no, I mean I you know I I I was sent there on a, a general interview with the casting director so I wasn't for any specific role you know it was just like I just met the casting director and left him a tape and you know and then uh you know I guess he was looking for this role I mean that character didn't have a name or anything and it was just it was a line that you know my family never heard the first line I had to say was dinner is served I mean dinner is served that was your first line yeah it was Mrs. Chancellor dinner is served that was my first line and uh so yeah I you know I I just uh went in on a general interview interview you know it wasn't uh, saying, okay, well, I, I'm going to get on Young and the Restless, and that's it. That's not how it was. I was just trying to uh, further my career and, and uh, you know, keep going. I started in the theater, and I started as a singer-dancer, so, uh, you know, I was just trying to um, do anything pretty much at that point. Now, they gave you this name, Esther Valentine. Um, where did they come up with that name? Well, it's funny because in the beginning, I didn't have a name. And so you would see the scripts. They would come down and would say made on it. And then one I'm day. I'm going to throw a picture up here. <laughs> yeah. And one day went to tape and um, and Jeannie Cooper, who played my boss, Mrs. Chancellor, 
when we were rehearsing the lines, there she is, um, she would, uh, you know, say them as they were written. But when we went to tape, she, she called me Esther. And fortunately, I responded, you know. <laughs> she thought that was your name or? No, she just said it. You know, she, oh. said, she gave me a name, you know. So, uh, so fortunately, I responded to that. And then other people started calling me that. And then the writers started writing it. And then we had a national contest for the last name. And uh, there were, you know, lots of submissions. And my boss, Bill Bell, said to me, okay, here are several, you know, that you can pick from. One of them was Diamond, and one of them was Valentine, and there were a couple others. And I picked Valentine because uh, I was married on Valentine's Day, and I thought that that would be good luck. And so it turned and out you definitely was. <laughs> wow. And you've been married. You were married for over 41 years. Um, and your husband passed away. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so time. sorry to hear that. Thank you. It was, uh, yeah, it's been six years. Hard to believe. But yeah. So well, what's the secret to a long, successful marriage? Because it sounds like you had one. Well, I think, uh, I think communication is really important. It is a, it's a secret to most everything. I mean, you know, you have to communicate. Oh, Anytime I would leave or go on a trip or do whatever, I would always leave a note, you know, under his pillow. For uh -huh. him. And, uh, uh, you know, I said to him one day, what would you do if, if one night, you know, when I was gone, there was, wasn't a note there? And he goes, oh, well, you know, because that was just something I, you know, always did. And I just think, you know, never, another thing is never to go to bed angry and, you know, I mean, you can't be perfect all the time and you're not going to, things aren't going to be what you want all the time, but, you know, just communicate and just have to get it out, whatever, the good things and the bad things, you know. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And you, so you had, um, you have some stepchildren too from your, from uh -huh. your marriage? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Three, Yeah three stepchildren and uh, and now there's grandchildren as well. So, yeah. Are, are grandchildren the best? I just became a grandma in uh, wow. September of wow. last year. Congratulations. Thank wow. you. Yes. Um, and he is just a sweetheart. I would have had them first for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I know that you spent a lot of time with Jeannie Cooper, um, Mrs. Chancellor, and I'm going to throw a picture up here of you and her. Um, what was your favorite memory about her um, and your or your favorite scene? Well, I mean, there was just so many uh, great things. In fact, on her dressing room door there, uh, I just saw it today. Uh, there's a sign that said, it says Jeannie Cooper's room, the door was always open. And meaning, you know, it was always open. And people went in there, you can talk to her. We, you know, spent a lot of time in there. We'd run our lines and work on things. And uh, she was just, uh, there was no one like Jeannie. She's a very, very special and, you know, talented person. And I still feel her presence. I can feel her presence there. Uh, actually in the makeup room, there's a big, big 
cutout picture of her. And it's, I think I have that picture. I'm going to pull yeah. it up here. Um, yeah, it was this oh, is a picture yeah, of me and my yeah, it's me and my yeah. daughter at, at where yeah. they do the hair. You're right. That's well. That's the make yeah, makeup and hair room. And in fact, I was sitting in that chair right there today. And 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 you know, I I look back at her and go, okay, you know, Eugenie. And uh, so yeah. Well, the people that we work with, we can almost be. They're almost like family, right, to us. Right. We you spend, spend more time. With hours. Them. Yeah. You spend more time with them than you do your own family. So definitely. Now, I know that you, re in 2008, you received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I have a picture of it here. Yeah. And your I little feather it. duster. Yeah. And so tell me what it was like to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, that is, that's unbelievable. Well, I, like, I still can't believe it. I'm going to have to go there periodically and make sure it's still there. <laughs> uh, it's just an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, you know, I would, uh, we would, you know, leave the theater uh, and see stars and walk out. And I would think, you know, gosh, I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like, you know, never dreaming that I would, would ever have one. And uh, it's a huge, huge honor. And um, so it means it means a great deal to me. I'm very honored. Do you remember where you were whenever they called to tell you that you were going to have a star? Oh, I remember the story exactly because I was actually on an airplane and I was flying. And because um, I usually just fly on the weekends and this happened to be a weekday. And I thought, well, I better check my messages because I hadn't really told anyone that I was leaving. Um, so I think we'd gotten to, I think we had flown from LA to Denver and I, uh, and they, then everyone got off and they were cleaning the plane and people were going to go get back on and we were going to take off and go back. And, um, and so I thought, well, I better check my message. And there was a message from uh, Johnny Grant who happened to be the mayor uh, of Hollywood, honorary mayor. And, this was really early in the morning. I was I was listening to his message. I was half listening because you know it was early, and I was, and uh, so he's going, "Hey, Kate, you know, um, congratulations." And I'm thinking, "What is he talking about?" Well, we had just won the Emmy, so I thought he I thought he was calling to congratulate us on that. And I said, "Wow," to myself, "That's amazing that he would do that." And then you know, so I'm kind of listening, and he goes, "Well, congratulations, Kate." Because you, Kate Linder, are, and I still get, you know, goosebumps when I hear this. Goes, you, Kate Linder, are receiving a star on, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I was just blown away. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, I mean, I hung up. I'm crying. And this, and this, this flight attendant came up. She goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I, and I told her, and she said, oh, my God, you know, you have to. You know, go call people. Whatever. And then the, the captain came out and because we hadn't take, taken off yet. And he goes, what is going on around here? And so they told him. And um, and after we took off, uh, he announced it to the entire airplane. So <laughs> that's how cool is that? Yeah. So it's incredible. Yeah. Now, let's talk about that, because you kept your weekend job 
with mm-hmm. United Airlines as a flight attendant because you said it would help keep you grounded. Well, Tell you can't me. forget who you are that way when one day you're, you know, on the set. I was on the set today. Then I now I'm, you know, talking to you. And then the, and then the next day I'm serving coffee at thirty five thousand feet. You know, you just you just can't forget who you are like that. And uh, so uh, I thought as long as I can do both jobs, you know, really well, uh, then I won't keep doing them. So I mean, that is really admirable. I mean, you are this actress in Hollywood and you are serving coffee to passengers (laughs) on a plane. And I know how uh, I mean, I've flown plenty with my job, so I know how uh, passengers can be. I think, thankfully, you were in the, well, no, I don't even know, first class section. I know that's where you were, but well, even in the first yeah. class section, people can be really rude. Well, I like to fly purser because then I'm in charge and I can, you know, keep an eye out of what's going on and that kind of thing. So uh, I people know particular Did- day I was there, yeah. Did people know who you were? Did they recognize you a lot? Did they want a to take pictures of, of you? Know. Yeah, I've had different stories and different, you know, things, people getting on the airplane and, uh, you know, I've had just crazy kind of things happening. Uh, you know, uh, one couple got on the plane and, um, and, and uh, she said, oh my gosh, you know, Esther. And he pulled me aside. He said, I'll pay you 50 bucks if you say it's not you. And I go, what? He said, well, <laughs> I, I bet her a hundred dollars. You know, she saw you out there and, and, and she said, oh my God, that's Esther. And he said, there's no way. So I bet her a hundred dollars that there's no way that that would be you on the airplane. And I said, well, you're only paying me 50. So I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll bet you people were surprised to see you on that plane. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know, but then a lot of people don't. And, you know, people uh, wait till the end and they'll get off the airplane. I've had people like getting up and go, you know, you look really familiar. You know, you look like this person on Young and the Restless. And I go, well, Esther? They go, yeah. They go, yeah, because that's me. And they go, what? And lots of times they wait till they're getting off. I said, we should have told me before. Right. But, well, all those times me flying to Colorado, I or LA and back and forth, I didn't get to see you. So, uh, but I did get the pleasure of meeting you, and so that's kind of our connection, right? I met you at the ALS um, gala back in two thousand nine, and here is a picture of um, you and I. Oh yeah, um, look how beautiful you look. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I literally was a lot skinnier back then. I remember. Oh, no, um, <laughs> Um, but I, I remember meeting you and here's another picture of you. And I know you probably never even seen this picture. I don't think I ever posted it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I've not seen it. Yeah. Um, and then, so I bid on a trip to take a tour of the young and the restless. Uh And I was so busy at work that it literally was like four years later till I could even like arrange it. And I remember my assistant called and said, you know, Melissa really still wants to do this. Would you, you know, still honor it? And I know that you were gracious enough to give me and my daughter a tour of Young and the Restless. And here's a picture of all three of us. Um, I don't know if you remember this. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So great to see you guys. Yep. So that was my daughter, Kaylee. And then, um, of course, I have different color hair there. I was really <laughs> dark headed. Um, but uh, we did this tour and it was so fun. Um, here's another picture of you on the set over on the, the side. Oh, um, that's at the coffee house. So, yep, yeah, it was like during Halloween. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then we got to meet Nick. Uh-huh. Joshua. Um, Nicholas. And then uh, we also met Neil uh, or Christoph. Yeah. Um, and I understand, you know, he passed away. Unfortunately, yeah. were you were you very close with him? Yeah. Or? It was. Uh, yeah, I loved him. He's a very good friend, and I miss him definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a picture here with. Um, I think this was Victoria's house. Oh, it um, is. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay, and then we went into the hair salon that you just talked yeah. about. There's Jeannie behind you, see? Um, and I really want to know, and then, okay, and here's the last picture is uh, we were in the jail in Iowa <laughs> <Iowa> City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we had so Watch much fun. I had the key to let you out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we had a good time. Um, I remember what I really loved about it is I thought it was so fascinating that there was this uh, female actress, I forget what her name was, because um, I don't think she was on the show all the time, but they would literally say, you know, she started reading this note or from someone and she started like to make herself cry on cue. And she's like getting all in her feels and then she starts crying. And then I remember they were like, cut. And then she was just like, hey, uh, do you guys want to go to lunch? Like nothing ever happened. And I'm thinking, how do you guys do that? Like, how do you get into character and get, you know, um, have to cry on cue have well, you ever had to cry on cue oh yes a lot and uh it's hard i mean a lot of some people have you know can do it a lot easier than other people but you just have to be in the moment and you have to believe what you're what you're doing and and you know saying the lines and you believing that that's really happening people have different ways of doing it but you know for me i just have to uh you know, know that, that this is really happening. And so yeah. do you think of something that's like really sad in your life that would, um, well, you, you know, so, or sometimes maybe before I do that, before the scene, uh, it just depends. It depends on the circumstances and, you know, what the lines are, everything. So, sure. yeah. yeah. Well, my mom and dad, so, um, and I, I'm sorry, I know that your mom passed away um, in June. So I want to extend my um, heartfelt sympathy to you. Thank you. Um, my mom, I lost my mom in 2010 and um, oh. she was my biggest cheerleader and my best friend. Oh. And then, um, you know, my dad passed away um, a few, about three years ago as well. And my dad was a huge Young and the Restless fan. Oh. So. It's so funny because usually, you know, you don't hear men really always, or at least they won't admit maybe if they're watching Young and the Restless, but yeah, my dad, yeah, but my dad would watch it every day, four o'clock. You could not talk. It, Young and the Restless was coming on. And so I remember um, my mom wasn't watching it at the time. Like she wasn't into it. And then my dad would say, uh, like, I'd come over and say, Hey, what's going on, dad? And he's like, you just won't believe this. Nikki and Victor are getting divorced. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I thought they were fine. And my mom is looking at us and she's like, who are you people talking about? And I said, Nikki, 
you know, Young and the Restless. And she's like, well, you didn't say Young and the Restless. Like, she goes, you you guys act like you know these people, like they're part of your life. I'm like, well, you know, that's how we, <laughs> it was just so funny. He, he would come up with something, you know, terrible happened. Uh, Nikki was kidnapped, you know, and, and <laughs> things we're talking about real people. Yeah, well, my mom was a huge fan as well, and she watched it from day one. So when I got on, you know, the show, she, you know, could film me in on, uh, on things. And uh, so it, it was great. And she never missed an episode. She never, never missed an episode. In fact, uh, this weekend, we just had our fan, you know, um, fan club uh, event. And we have that, we haven't had it because of the pandemic in several years. So I had it on Saturday and people came from all over the world. There were people there from Israel and Italy and France. And it was just, you know, Canada, Mexico, I mean, everywhere. And it was just unbelievable. We have it every two years. And uh, they were all so excited that they could, you know, come and see everyone. It was, you know, it was really, it was really a great event. Yeah. And, you know, talking about that, you were the celebrity spokesperson for the ALS Association. Yeah, I still am. Yeah. Okay. And so I know that you're passionate about uh, fighting ALS, just, just as I am. I've fought for um, people who have ALS and to make sure that they get the right wheelchairs that they need, because uh, I used to work in the complex wheelchair uh, industry, and then also to make sure that they get the right uh, ventilators that they need. So, um I understand it. You had someone that you were very close to that passed away um, from ALS. Is that right? Yeah, my brother-in-law had it. And, um, you know, that's how I became, you know, active and became celebrity spokesperson. And um, it's, it's a horrific disease, as you know. I mean, you're, you're trapped in your own body and yet your mind, you know, works perfectly well. And so I'm in it for the long haul. I mean, I'm, you know, until there is a cure. And I know there's one out there. Um, we just haven't found it yet. So we can't give up and just have to keep, keep going. And uh, my brother-in-law, unfortunately, did pass away. But, you know, I'm, I'm still in it. I am not giving up. I, I know that there is a cure. I know there is. So... Yeah, it really is a horrible disease. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve Gleason is still, you know, kick, you know, trying to um, fight ALS. And uh -huh. um, I had the privilege of meeting him and, you know, he had no movement but his eyes. Um, and that was just, a, I mean, it was amazing. I, I was actually took a selfie with with uh, Steve. I said, hey, do you mind if we take a selfie together? He said, sure, Melissa. Now, when he's saying sure, Melissa, he's literally looking at the screen and, you yeah. know, looking at all the letters and it's, and his Allcom devices speaking um, for him. But then he opens and closes all these different things on his computer and then turns it around and takes a picture of the two of us. I'm yeah. like, how awesome is that? And he still, you know, even though he has no movement in his whole body, he's still fighting and, you know, he's still advocating for people. And it's, it's just amazing. He said that he's actually happier now than he's ever been. And that's, you know, yeah. I, there was a board member, um, Andrew Fleeson, who uh, had said, and I use this all the time, he said, it doesn't matter how many breaths you take in this lifetime, 
but what, but rather what you do with those breaths. And so I've decided to do that, that I'm using all the breaths I have until, you know, there is a cure and there, there is one out there. I mean, we can put people on the moon. We can, we can figure this out. So, you know, it's just, it's just a horrific, horrific disease. Well, it, it really is. I, I hate ALS. Um, let's talk about the charitable work that you do because, you know, you could, you're an actress in Hollywood. You could be sitting on the couch eating bonbons. Um, no, is that I'm going to get fat? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you don't have to do all of this. And so what drives you? Like what, I, you know, clearly I know your brother-in-law passed away from ALS, but you're involved in the March of Dimes, the Lupus Foundation. I read where you, you know, take Thanksgiving and go to Afghanistan and Guantanamo Bay and like feed people like seriously, like, uh, you know, when I was reading over all that you've done, you know, it's, it's really admirable. It's like, you don't have to do this. Like, I'm sure you have plenty of money. You have, you know, you could do whatever you want with your time, but you, you do all of these different charitable events. Why, why do you do it? Well, you know, I feel very, very fortunate. I mean, I, um, like I said, this is all I ever wanted to do. All I ever wanted to be. There was no one in my family that was in the business. There was no one that could guide me or tell me how to do it or what, you know, and, and I feel like I take one step forward and several steps backwards. You know, I'm still always trying to figure it out. And, uh, so, I feel so, so fortunate. So if I'm in the position to be able to help someone, you know, how can I not do that? And uh, there is no way. And whatever, if, if just by me being somewhere or saying something or going to an event or signing an autograph or whatever it is, you know, there, there is no way that I'm not going to do that. And uh, so... I feel so, so fortunate and I will keep, keep going and trying to help people and giving back. And you see, if everyone gave back just a little tiny bit, I mean, can you imagine where we would all be? What would be happening in so crazy times now and everything? And if, but if everyone just gave back just a little bit, oh my God, right. that we, we wouldn't I, be able to stop it, you know? So um, and I think that when you meet some of these people that are dealing with some of these, you know, illnesses or um, disabilities, and, you know, I spent 30 years of my career advocating for people with disabilities, it gives you perspective. And, you know, at times I'd say, well, the worst day I'm going to have is really like a bad hair day. And so, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm not going to stop fighting for these people. And, you know, and that's why I wanted to start this podcast as well. I wanted to continue to advocate for people with disabilities, even though I do it in my job. Uh -huh. I wanted to find a creative way to do it. Um, and then also helping women and young people uh, grow in their career. And that's why I wanted, you know, to, I knew you had all of you were doing all this charitable work. I knew that, you know, you had worked your way up and that you were so grounded to take a, you know, keep a job on as a flight attendant and, you know, young people want to hear from people who have worked hard and, you know, 
and made something of themselves and they want to know that they could do it too. I mean, you know, for me, I didn't come from money. So I always, you know, I had to earn every dime I ever made and um, I just had to work really hard to do it. Um, and I think it comes with, you know, having faith and, and believing and, um, and I'm sure that that has played a big part of, you know, your life too. Um, but the work that you're doing, it, I mean, it is just simply amazing. And, um, you know, I just think it's awesome. And I, I had no idea that you did that much charity work. I, I knew you did the ALS, but I mean, I could go on and on reading your bio. It's like, you're, like your assistant said, she is one of the most charitable people Aww. that I have ever met. So it's awesome what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, you do the same thing. So you're doing it too. So, you know, uh, like I said, just if everyone just, you know, gave back like you do, you know, we'd be in a much better position. Everyone would. Right. So, just if everybody just do a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the other thing that you do um, that I've noticed on your Facebook page is that you, every Sunday, you record these little like, you know, 30 second, one minute clips uh, that are inspirational messages. Um, and I think you said you've been doing this for 174 weeks. Is that right? Well, like this Sunday will be 177, 177 weeks. And I started it when the pandemic started and everything was shut down. And uh, so... I started that way. And then, then I just kept it really short. Like you said, like a minute or something and just saying something, uh, something that I came across that I'd like to pass on or something I thought of or whatever. And, um, and people all over the world are like chiming in and they see it or I'm shocked. Like I'll see, I'll meet someone like this last weekend for our fan event. You know, so many people came to me and said, oh, you know, uh, I, are you doing your Sunday message? You know, this, I said, wow, you watch it go. Oh, yeah, I never miss it. And I go, whoa. So at first I thought, well, maybe I should stop this, you know, because the weeks are when it started. So I know how long ago, how long we've been doing this. Uh, but people seem to, you know, relate to it. And so I'm, I just kept going. So and, you know, I don't know who gets out of, more out of it, them or me, <laughs> because it helps me as well. I mean, you can't always have a good day. And, you know, sometimes things aren't going right. And you just have to remember, you know, just positivity breeds positivity. I mean, you put that out there and you, you're going to get it back. And uh, it's not always easy for everyone. And so you just... And I always, always end it, too, with saying, you know, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You know, don't forget that. And uh, and I just think it's really important. So I, I didn't realize when I started, I mean, I was just trying to think, I mean, my gosh, the pandemic was a nightmare. <laughs> Everything was shut down and no one knew what was happening and going on. And I thought, well, I have to do something. And that that's how it started. So just like, see, you started your podcast. I mean, what, you know, and you've been doing that how long now? I mean, you know, not very long. Honestly, I, um, I started it really, honestly, about two and a half months ago, I started to start developing it. Uh -huh. And then I've really done about three interviews so far. And uh -huh. um, I've yeah. got probably 10 
already scheduled on the books. Uh Um, And, you know, it's funny that you say that it's like when you start something, you're you're wondering, and I feel like that's almost like the devil getting your mind of like, you know, is this making a difference? Why am I doing this? Does anybody listen? But then Uh people that have responded and has said, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I loved hearing, you know, that interview you did with Sarah Hardwig, where she's blind and she's playing guitar and she's a Nashville singer songwriter. And, you know, she's pursuing her dreams and, or, you know, I just did Dayton Weber, who is a double amputee and he's a cornhole champion, Um, you know, or singer songwriters in Nashville who write for Carrie Underwood and Luke Bryan, and they don't get the recognition that they deserve. So, you know, for me, it was like bringing attention to people who may not normally like people don't know what what they don't know. Right. And so, you know, I, I thought about you and I thought, um, you know, you have just been so successful. You've worked so hard and, you know, you just keep at it every day. Just like these little messages like, you know, you don't have to do this, but and it takes so much consistency. And so doing something a little bit every day for me, too, it's just been growing and developing and hoping that you're helping somebody out there along the way. And it sounds like you're, you know, you're doing that, whether it's your messages, whether it's your, you know, acting or your charitable work, like you are certainly making the difference in a lot of people's lives. Oh, oh thanks. See, this, we're all in this together. You know, that's the thing we are. And if we just, you know, all take care of each other, things will be a lot better. <laughs> You know? Well, I was going to ask you what your advice would be to people who are struggling. Um, I know you've got so many, uh, you know, things that you do say on your um, on these little messages. But, you know, what do you tell people when they're struggling and, you know, having difficulty? Because you've seen a lot with people who have ALS and you've seen people who have lupus and all these different physical challenges. Um, what do you what do you tell them? Well, I mean, I, it's almost like the the one I think I d- did on Sunday was, uh, you know, when life throws you a curveball, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. We all know that. And you just have to get a ladder and <laughs> climb over that wall, you know, and, and just go, okay, you know, today might be a bad day, but tomorrow's going to be better. And if I, and you just, whatever you do, you just don't give up. You keep going, I'm, I'm going to get there and I, and things will be better. It's not going to always be like it is today. Uh, and just keep going no matter what. Where does that come from though, that never give up because you are like a little fighter. You just keep <laughs> on and on and on. So where well, here's the thing, you know, I, <laughs> you know, when you ask a question and the questions no, and the answer is no, uh, I just keep asking it until I get the answer I want. You know, that sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe this person said no, but maybe another person isn't going to say no. And also maybe they said no today, but that doesn't mean tomorrow's going to be no. Right. I always say no, but no means not now. That's what I, to me. No means not. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That is a good one. No means not now. I like That's really, really good. Yeah. They say I can be super persistent, but <laughs> I don't know. Probably so. That's okay. I mean, so yeah. Kate, at the end of all, all of this, like what what do you want to be known for? What is, you know, 
we're all on, on this earth for so long. What is it that you want to be known for? Well, um, I just, you know, I'm a very loyal person. Um, I, I stay, well, just the way I treat the, I mean, just like being on Young and the Restless for 41 years and counting, being, you know, with my same people that are in my business for years and years. I, 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 uh, I guess maybe just that, just helping and, and trying to make things better for people. And, you know, and sometimes people need a little help. It's not always easy. That's why, like, I also help out at the LA Mission, you know, on the different holidays. And I really love that um, charity and those events because the people that are going there they're, they don't stand in line for the food. We stand in line, get the food, and we deliver it to them. They're our guests, and they're seated and having, you know, dinner or lunch or whatever it is. And uh, that's why I, you know, I love that event. And, uh, and you know, we never know. That one day that could be, I mean, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. You think you know what's going to happen when you wake up in the morning, but you really don't. You right. don't know. When, and on, you can attest to that, and so can I. Have things turned out a whole lot different on a certain day than you had imagined that they would. And uh, right. you go, okay, well, this is not what was supposed to happen, but uh, I'm just going to keep going because you have to just put one foot in front of the other. That's all you can do. Yeah, I try and put myself in other people's shoes, you know, mm -hmm. as much as possible. And I know that in an instant, it could happen to me. You know, it's a, it could be a car accident, it could be anything. And so, you know, today, everything might be going great, but tomorrow is not promised. So um, yeah, and I think you have the same kind of outlook too. Yeah, definitely. You are so right. So. Well, Kate, I appreciate you being on here so much. Um, I want to make sure that everyone knows where to find all of your um, social media platforms and because I know that you're involved in a lot of these different charities. So um, where would you tell the viewers to go if they want to learn more about you? Well, if you go on my website, um, you know, www.katelinder.com, it's all right there. Uh, you know, Instagram and my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I'm on TikTok too, although I haven't been on that very long and I'm trying to <laughs> figure it out. It's addictive and very fun though. Still trying to figure that out too, um, but mostly it's just at Kate Linder or my or at Kate Linder YR, uh, is my Instagram is and uh, but you can find that there and uh, my website and uh, yeah just keep going and uh, watch the show <laughs> uh, and you know take care of each other and take care of yourself. And that's all we can do, you know? Thank you so much. I appreciate your time so much. It's so generous of you to do this podcast with me. And um, to all of our viewers out there, if you like what you're seeing, please make sure that you go to the See the Unseen podcast and make sure you subscribe. Thank you so much, Kate. And you have a great day. Okay, and that's the end of our show. Yeah, anytime, anytime. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
You're listening to the See the Unseen Podcast, where our number 